Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, my name is Bex and welcome to Getting Emotional. Every week I'll be discovering a brand new emotion, or rather, I'll tell you about an emotion you may well have felt, but had no idea there was a name for. This week, it's Vemmerdalen. When I went to Paris a few years ago with my best friend, we had a, let's say, a debate about which side the best photo of the Eiffel Tower is taken from. For him, it was in the landscaped state park to the southeast, and for me, it was just off the road near the river and slightly northwest. If you need any more description, just go and Google map it. We decided we had enough time to wander the entire compass, so we managed to take pictures from both angles. Thing is, in the end, it didn't really make a difference, because no matter where we'd taken that picture from, the picture had been taken before. Millions of tourists have passed through Paris, and I'm pretty sure will continue to do so, all taking the same picture of the Eiffel Tower. Some will do a selfie with it, some will change the perspective so it looks like their finger is pressing the top of it, and some will take engagement photos with it in the background. Same goes at tourist attractions all around the world, really. Uh, Look at the scores of people who take that classic picture at the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I mean, you know the one, obviously, I barely need to tell you, but let's just say, if you've taken a picture at the Leaning Tower of Pisa pretending to prop it up, then you're part of the problem. And the problem is this, Vemmerdalen. Vemmerdalen is that sinking feeling when you take a picture that you know has been taken a million times before. It's a hollow knowledge that what you've just done, and most likely considered to be pretty special in the moment, probably isn't. It was a phrase coined by John Koenig in his project The Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. And it's a project I'll probably come back to because boy does that man know his emotions! The reason this emotion is named Vemmerdalen, uh, with an umlaut on the O I should add, is because of its Swedish inspiration. It comes from the Swedish word vemod, meaning tender sadness, pensive melancholy. Hey Sweden, you okay hon? And Vemdalen, a town in Sweden. I don't know whether you know this, because I certainly didn't, um, IKEA often name their furniture after Swedish towns. So the idea of this name, I guess, is that pictures that you take are a photography version of the mass-produced furniture you would buy and assemble yourself. I suppose, basically, the theory is that every possible picture has already been taken. That picture of your legs on a beach lounger. Done! I mean, just search Instagram in summer, you'll see loads of them. That picture of your wedding day when you're staring lovingly into your partner's eyes. Done. Sorry, that was quite abrupt, didn't mean to ruin that for you. That picture of a Labrador being carried through a desert by a crow on a skateboard. Okay, that's obviously not been done, I don't think. So if you do fancy a photography challenge, there's a good one for you. It got me thinking. Is this a feeling only us amateurs have, or do the professionals get it as well? Luckily, I knew a very good person to ask. Hi, my name's Rankin and I'm a photographer. Excellent stuff. Now, um, I know that you know a little bit about the Medallin. Is that right? You've kind of learned about this before? Yes, I've I've heard of it uh, before um, because I've, I've seen things on it. But I mean, it's it's not even that I read about it. It's like just something that was kind of obvious to me in what I do. My my job as a photographer spans lots of different categories of photography and lots of different uses of photography. So 
it spans lots of different ways of using photography as well. It's, um, you know, I've just done a TV show on photography. I mean, I'm thinking and acting on photography constantly, whether that's writing about it or publishing it or making images or whatever it is. Now, if you ever get the chance to speak to Rankin, do it. Honestly, just go and do it. He's fascinating. We spoke for ages and he gave me incredible insights into his view of photography. Plus, he raised an issue I hadn't really considered. Maybe Vemadarlin is a modern problem. After all, with cameras on phones and apps making it easier than ever before to snap away, maybe technology is to blame. You know, I think our, our, our perception of the digital revolution is, oh yeah, it just gives us these great things like a taxi that comes immediately and food that, you know, um, comes straight away and then ability to watch things that we want to watch and see what people do in their lives. But yeah. actually what it's done is it's kind of made us all think completely differently. Like we're, 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 we're different human beings to the human beings we were 15 years ago. And because of that, there are new things that are happen happening to us, and one of them is to take photographs. You know, not everybody in the world, literally, every, almost everybody in the world, 10, 15 years ago, could take a photograph. Um, they just didn't have access to the technology. They didn't have an understanding of it. And now pretty much everyone does, and I feel that these last especially these for the last five years when it's really become so amazing, the technology. I mean, it's, it's literally like having a studio and, and, and dark room and post house and retoucher and grader. You know, what would take you 15 people possibly to do now is you and, a, and an app. <laughs> and does it mean now it's maybe easier to make more um, unique pictures or do you think it is harder now? Oh, good question. Um, and I think that that's a really tough one to answer because I think it's, it's um, look, photography at its heart is an individual experience, you know, so most photographers are working on their own. Um, they see through the lens or the screen on their own. They take the picture for themselves. Um, you know, very few of them are doing it commercially. Uh, even now, when um, you've got so many um, people using photography as a way of selling themselves as a product, it's still most of the time an individual experience. And even back, you know, when I started, um, even at the beginning of photography, it was quite an individual experience. But but um, I think that so you know so when you experience something individually, you're you know it's a memory. You're you're creating memories, and those memories allow you to you know jump back into. I don't know, somebody you've lost or something that was important to you. And we use it in that way still. And it is the best kind of memory jogger that you can ever, ever, ever use because you do are reminded of of the moment that you you, you kind of, you know, wanted to, to cherish. And and I think if you if you compare, like, say, fam family albums, you know, from the 60s or 70s with family albums from the last five years that there's a similarity in the sense that the, the, there's a fabrication to the 
to the the, the, the family portrait or the family pictures. You know, there's a smile, there's a school photo. You know, school photos are very like selfies. You know, they are quite weirdly like selfies. You know, they're just a little bit um, more um, at um, a distance. You know, they're not like at arm's length. They're more at two arm's lengths and somebody else is in control and they all look the same. But they all look the same. They all look the same. Yeah. And your individual experience is that you know you look the same as everybody else but you uniquely look yourself at the same whereas what happens with selfies is you everybody started to look like other people so they wanted to look like kim kardashian or they wanted to look like kendall jenner or they wanted to look like cara delevingne so you know in the same way that photography has grown up over the last 150 years we have grown up as users of photography in the last five years and I think that if you take that and look at it in terms of, does that mean that people are taking the same picture and are kind of having this weird feeling of like, oh, I, you know, I'm just another person doing this? Absolutely, of course, because our, I think there's a, there's a great statistic about the number of Im images we consumed, you know, in the 60s. The, the statistic is we take more photographs a day now than they took in the whole of the 60s worldwide oh God, wow. and then if you think about how that 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 means that of course there's a lot of those photographs that i've never seen and never looked at and blah 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 but if if you take that and think well that means we're consuming exponentially so many more photos than we've ever consumed before of course this is going to create new feelings within us like oh am i just another person taking the same picture and is mine not as good as the best one of the you know so that feeling i totally understand but i also believe that human beings have this innate ability to take a great photograph anybody can take a great photograph because you can do it by by chance or happenstance it's like that can happen and does happen again and if you're taking more pictures that happens more often however what i'm really excited by is the people that see the world in a way that no one's seen them before because, you know, it's like people talk about authors um, being able to be, be being able to push boundaries and do and write things in a different way and see things in a different way. And yes, there's similarities, but you have these people that come along and they just have a perspective on the world that's different from anyone else that's been before. And I think that we, what you know, we could all write, you know, we've all been able to write for quite a long time. Now we can all take pictures. I think that that's going to explode into these voices that are just going to blow people away and therefore people will be able to take pictures that have never been seen before or in a way that they've never been seen before because it's just a tool. It's literally just a tool. Ultimately, me and Rankin had come to the same conclusion. The pictures might not be unique, but the memories attached to them are. You know, for photographs, you make them for yourself, but you, 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 you give them you give them over to the world like they're not yours anymore they become because they're such an individual experience even with instagram which is very very specifically about very short attention spans it's still an experience and it's still a very very individual experience so 99 percent of people that are looking at photographs are looking at them on their own and their experience of them is their experience of them. So whether that's like, I don't know, the Spice Girls from 94, 95, 
which I did. And people go, oh, I love that picture. And it's like, I wanted to be one of those girls and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, it's their experience. It's not my experience. And that is so exciting for me as a creative, because I'm like, I'm packaging these things that go out to, I don't know, tens of thousands of people and tens of thousands of people get them and they look at them and, you know, maybe they sit with that photograph for five years or 10 years and it's part of their life. And yeah, it's not a big part of their life, but it, it, it's, it's saying something to them in that moment and, and, and the moments they see it. Like even for me, like I've got a, a painting in my, my um, living room and I love that painting and my experience is my experience with that painting. And it, yeah, other people come in and have their own experience with it, but that's my experience. And, you know, when I speak to the guy that made the painting, I'm like, I absolutely love that painting. You know, he can't even remember which one it is. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? It's it's like yeah, a yeah. you know on a on a on a really emotional level, your experience of photographs is your experience of photographs. By the way, I didn't want to admit this to Rankin, but I was definitely one of those kids who pretended to be in the Spice Girls. Baby Spice, in case you're wondering, as if there was ever any doubt. It was interesting to hear Rankin's point of view as a photographer and as an artist. He was really aware that what he makes and what he puts out into the world is then interpreted and used in ways he can't and doesn't really want to control. But I liked his idea that there's also some common themes and feelings and photography angles pulling us all together. Like he said, if you look through family photo albums, you'll always find the classic first day at school picture and the family portrait photo. And I suppose those holiday snaps I mentioned earlier are another example of that. As a side note, um, our collective decision that the Leaning Tower of Pisa, a fascinating place of architectural and historical importance, is not interesting enough to be photoed without making your dad pretend he's holding it up. Well, that's quite sweet, really. Okay, maybe your picture of the Eiffel Tower isn't as impressive or as inspirational as the ones you've seen on Instagram, but it's yours. And it will always remind you of the specific feeling you felt as you took it. So don't fall into the Vemmerdalen trap. Sure, your beautiful sunset photo is identical to the 14 other beautiful sunset photos that you've seen on Twitter today, but it's unique to you in the moment. And isn't that more important? This was Getting Emotional, and that was Vemmerdalen. Big thank you to Rankin for chatting to me for today's podcast, to Adam Stoner for technical assistance, and thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed it, remember, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, get emotional, and go follow us on Twitter at GetEmotionalPod. Pod.